Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Duval Till We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. With me, as always, JC. Let's be honest, none of you really care how he's doing, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, today, nope. we're going to be looking at the top 10 current Jaguars. JC and I both made lists of who we believe are the top 10 Jaguars at the present moment. Um, so that's going to be the that's going to be what we're talking about today. So, uh, you know, nobody nobody cares how you're doing. So if you want to just go ahead and name your number ten, we can get right into this. You know, my mom says I'm special, so that's so so that just threw your whole theory. Out Jaguar, the, the Jaguar season ticket uh, marketing department thinks you're special. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I live three states away, and they still call me. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so, like, let's jump right in. Uh, you know, uh, the season's quickly approaching. Uh, we're just a few weeks away from strapping it up in Canton against in a, the Las Vegas Raiders. And a few days away from having uh, our alternate jerseys released. Yeah, no, we don't Spoilers. do Spoilers. People, <laughs> people on Twitter keep asking me, uh, like, do we think the Jags are going to release throwbacks? And I said, no, because we don't do fun things. No. <laughs> like – uh, this is probably not even in the – I don't even know who makes these kind of decisions. I know it's not really the owners. Um, the, most like, aesthetic, whoever... the most aesthetic change you see for the Jaguars is when they change the banners of the house house, uh, house banners on the side of the Dream Finders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, I, I mean, obviously it makes a ton of sense for the Jaguars to do something like that and follow suit with many teams in the league. Uh, you know, Giants, Bengals, Patriots, Panthers, uh, Panthers. You know, uh, but they won't. They they don't have that kind of vision of what would make our fans happy. <laughs> Obviously, as, as you can see, the Texans um, even made Texans. The fans happy. I, I think that battle that helmet red looks helmet looks good. sharp, man. Why I do think we even they should probably switch to it? Yeah, why do we even have a navy one? Just go with the yeah. go with the red. Um, new is always better. How many red helmets uh, are there like that? There's not many. Like, like cherry glossy, red like yeah, that? that Nobody. Um, you think of the teams that have red, they don't have red helmets. Uh, Cardinals don't have red helmets. Niners don't have red helmets. Patriots don't have red helmets. Um, yeah, that's a, that was a sharp-looking Yeah, helmet. No, that's good stuff. All right, so we'll jump right in. Um, so, for the record, uh, you know, Daniel and I, neither one included any rookies uh, on our top ten. I don't believe you ever added any. I know I didn't. Uh, no, just because we haven't seen them play yet. Uh, so, obviously, there are guys that we drafted that I think are talented enough to be in our top ten. Devin Lloyd was right on the borderline for me. I thought about it. Because um, I think Devin Lloyd is going to be better than Trevon Walker. I, even, I though also, I, even, though I, even though I think Trevon Walker will be good. I also left out players who simply don't have enough play time. Guys like Walker Little, Andre Sisco. I think Andre Sisco likely will be maybe a top 10 player for us after this year, but uh, just haven't seen enough film from those guys in Jaguars uniform to, to put them in a top 10. So I don't watch as much film as you do. So I put them there anyway. All right. So let's get started. Uh, <laughs> number 10, I went Travis Etienne. Uh, I know that he missed his rookie season uh, because of injury. Um, but when I look at it, he, he's still one of the top 10 best football players on our roster. Uh, I think Etienne, is going to be a huge star in the NFL because I think he fits exactly what the league needs now in a running back. Um, he has the acceleration and the vision to run between the tackles, and he's also incredibly deadly uh, catching passes out of the backfield, even lining up in certain situations as a slot receiver. 
um, just to give different looks to different teams. Uh, so I'm a big fan of ETN. I was extremely excited when we landed him in the draft in uh, 2020 uh, or 2021. Sorry. Um, so he's number 10 for me. I uh, I don't have ETN on my list as I, as I mentioned that I, I left players off that that haven't really played much, uh, including my my uh, love affair with Andre Cisco. But uh, yeah, you know ETN. If I was a defensive coordinator, ETN is probably the guy on the Jaguars at least at the start of the year that frightens me the most. Um, you know he's got the he's got the breakaway speed that you that you look for in a player uh, in the modern day NFL at running back. Uh, he got a lot better. Um, as his career went on at Clemson at catching the ball initially, he, uh, I mean, he even admitted it that he was, he was very timid catching passes out of the backfield. And that was something that he worked on and uh, it was necessary for his development to become a, as high caliber of a prospect as he was coming out. Uh, so if the Jaguars can, can find, uh, you know, what they're looking for with Etienne, whether it's out of the backfield or, or, uh, you know, running the ball, then, then he could be a guy that uh, is their scariest player on offense easily this year. Uh, my number 10 is Darius Williams, corner that we recently signed from uh, the LA Rams. It's an interesting situation because they have Shaq Griffin, Tyson Campbell, and Darius Williams now. Um, I know that they talked about Darius Williams in the slot. We'll see exactly what happens there. I, uh, I kind of thought that maybe Tyson Campbell would be the slot guy when they initially signed him. We'll see exactly how that turns out this year but uh you know Darius Williams is an extremely productive player he's had a good NFL career thus far and uh you know definitely warranted that contract from us I believe he's he's from Jacksonville if, if I remember correctly yes he is yeah during free agency um so I I think he's going to be a guy that comes in and, and helps that back into that defense be uh be much much deeper um as well as more consistent and a better football team overall in the back end of that defense. Um, so that's a really good trio and just interested to see how exactly they uh, get those guys into position and what, who we'll see in the slot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out uh, in the slot just because I feel like we have um, – I feel like that cornerback group is one of the things we can actually smile about you know, here in late July about how uh, good it could be. It's slightly above um, average. <laughs> yeah, they have, well, they have three legit pros at the top of the depth chart. Uh, so uh, it's, it's something that I think we can feel pretty good about, at least in July until, you know, it blows up in our faces. Um, at number nine, I have everyone's favorite, Jamal Agnew. Um, Jamal Agnew last year, you know, burst onto the scene. People kind of thought that we paid him too much money, but like, of course, like every other situation with any contract, um, people panic over nothing because they see like three years, 21 million, I think is what his deal was. But, you know, how much is guaranteed? How much is a signing bonus? All that stuff like that. Um, but I mean, he wins the award for play of the year at the NFL honors, uh, you know, the kick return. I think he won or did he finish second, maybe? I can't um, the returned uh, missed field goal against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, which was the highlight of our entire season until we beat the Colts in a week. Oh, ten minutes after it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he had um, another return for a t- – I mean, he just – he's an electric player, and he proved this past year with Trevor when he was healthy that um, he, he's a solid option he's to rotate in a wide receiver. Like, yeah, he's more than a kick returner. He's got the ability to come in in the slot and make plays for you. Um, he's obviously incredibly fast, incredibly quick. Uh, showed that his hands 
Hopkins are better than what people give him credit for. Um, even though he's a receiver and he wears number 39, which is so weird uh, for a wide receiver uh, on the depth chart. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's a converted, uh, I believe, converted DB. I think he was a DB in college, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Um, yeah, and plays receiver now. And, uh, man, he's just – he's a highlight reel. And I think that he's going to continue to be really big for us. Um, you know, it, it's an underrated quality. You know, I'm a big fan of special teams. It's an underrated quality to have a really good kick returner in today's NFL because not a lot of kicks get returned with how, you know, many touchbacks there are. But having a guy back there that can house one at any time is uh, is always fun. And the Jaguars have had a pretty decent string in recent years of decent kick returners. You know, Jaden Mickens was really exciting. Um so I, he, I, I put him at a nine on my list just because I think he's one of our biggest, like, house call guys on the entire offense. So you've got two guys so far that I don't have. Uh, I do not have Agnew. Uh, I have another offensive piece, uh, Marvin Jones. Um, kind of in an, almost an opposite mold of Jamal Agnew. It's more of a consistent player rather than a home run threat. Um, you know, I, I was – uh, somewhat disappointed in Marvin Jones's uh, first season with Jacksonville. Um, at the same time, you know, it's kind of hard to expect much of anything with that team that we had last year, but uh, you know, he's, he's not a huge yak guy. He's not a, he's not a tremendous athlete, but he was a guy that Trevor could rely on. And uh, he was one of our more consistent pieces on offense. He stayed healthy the entire year. Um, and he was, he was a guy that uh, really helped Trevor Lawrence do something on offense last year uh, when, when a lot of other guys were, were having issues. Uh, you know, we, we, for a long stretch there, we, we were very, uh, very injury heavy with, uh, you know, Agnew and Arnold and uh, obviously Chark was out. Um, so I, I think Marvin Jones isn't going to be a guy that's going to put up uh, huge stats or, or have crazy plays, but he was a guy for Trevor Lawrence that uh, he could really rely on last year, and hopefully he can do the same thing going forward. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be, a, you know, a four, five, six touchdown guy, um, but he's going to be a consistent um, benefit to Trevor uh, once again, I think. Um, speaking of Trevor, I have Trevor Lawrence at eight on my list. So do I. Um, which most people would probably want him higher, but we have a lot uh, that Trevor has to prove. Um, obviously, last year there was so much where, yes, he he played poorly at uh, at moments, but you know a lot of it wasn't his fault. Uh, his rookie year is a lot of a, a wash to me, just because of the circumstances surrounding him with, you know, poor playmakers, bad play calling, obviously horrible coaching, um, and you know I, I just think that hopefully come next year Trevor's number one. I think if Trevor moves up to number one on our list, I think that I that's know. a My great thing. Be good. Uh, I know he is, and I'm excited for your number one because uh, I already know it is. Uh, but you know, I put Trevor know. eight. We don't know the majority of our lists. For no, we don't. Uh, so I have Trevor eight. Um, obviously, you expect him to shoot up as the year progresses, and especially in the next offseason when we do this again. But I just think he still has a lot to prove. Obviously, year two is a big year for any quarterback coming into the league. Um, so I, I put him at eight just because, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not totally drinking the Kool-Aid yet. He's, he's got the talent, but we got to see production. Sure. I've got Trevor Lawrence eight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm famously known to be a pessimist, but, uh, you know, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Um, I think he's going to do a lot better this year. We have hopefully a lot better talent, 
uh, on offense to help him out a little bit, especially especially on the coaching staff. But uh, you know, if, if Trevor Lawrence and uh, some of these offensive pieces that that we are going to mention and have mentioned already can get things kind of rolling, I think that this is going to be uh, a lot better of a year, more productive year for Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully, he's a lot higher next year. I imagine he will be. You know, I've got high aspirations for him. Uh, I'm sure he does for himself, and I'm sure the Jaguars do for him as well. But uh, it's just hard to put him any higher on the list than this simply because last year was so uh, productive, uh, so, so lacking in production and, and, and lacking in, in uh, you know, qu- quality uh, plays from him for – a portion of the season in the middle mainly, but, uh, you know, he certainly made, he made, we saw better players from Trevor Lawrence than we have in 20 years at quarterback from, from the Jaguars. So there's, there's definitely hope. Uh, we just got to get some things ironed, ironed out there at quarterback position, but, uh, who's your number seven? My number seven is Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, newly acquired. I'm higher uh, on Kirk than you are. Oh my. You are. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I didn't see this. Coming. See, like I never know where to go with Kirk with you. Like I had a feeling that you would either have Kirk top three or not on your list at all. Uh, so I went with him at seven. Obviously, Christian Kirk. Uh, we've kind of, I'd say, saying his praises here on the pod since he we was acquired. Obviously, uh, we did you know, a we don't expect on him. him. Yeah, we don't expect him to come in and be Superman, but we both expect him to be a very solid. Uh, option for Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he's getting paid a good amount of money, um, which we've talked about at nauseum. But uh, you know, I, I think that Christian Kirk's an incredibly talented football player. Loved him coming out of A and M. Um, think he's underappreciated, and I think that he is going to have a very, very good career uh, in Jacksonville, playing alongside Trevor Lawrence. I have Tyson Campbell as my number seven. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't love Tyson Campbell coming out of Georgia for many of the reasons that we saw early on with his career. Uh, he struggled mightily at Georgia when the ball was in the air, and it was an issue with him in Jacksonville during preseason in the first five, six, seven weeks until he came back from that injury. Uh, and then he was a completely different player. Um, but uh, Tyson Campbell's last last half of the year was spectacular football. Um you know, he caught uh, Shaq Griffin, um, and he was miles behind him at the beginning of the year. He, sh- he caught Shaq Griffin in, in, uh, in QBR against, and statistic, uh, statistically, uh, you know, P- PFF had him rated similarly at the end of the year, which I think is a testament to how well Tyson Campbell really played that back half of, of last season. So I've got, I've got very high hopes for them to continue that this year. I think he should be our uh, – CB1 after this year, uh, no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt there. Um, you know, Tyson's an incredible football player. I've got him higher on my list. Um, didn't know a ton about him coming out of Georgia, um, but obviously his play towards the end of the year um, shows you that he has the capability of being a really good corner for a really long time. Athletic uh, as hell. Yeah, RAS, super duper. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, RAS scores is something that I really dove into big this draft season more than ever before. Um, Cre- sometimes credit, I th- to, uh, credit to um, Math Bomb. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Shout out. Uh, go follow him on Twitter if you don't already. Uh, the RAS scores are just fun. Um, and they're usually pretty spot on. Some guys overcome them. Um, 
you know, there's been quite a few stories of guys that have tested poorly and then turned into superstars. Um, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, who was one of my players I liked in the draft a lot, tested horribly. Um, Do you know what Jarvis I, Landry ran? You know what Jarvis Landry's RAS is? I'm guessing by the fact that you're bringing it up on the air, it was bad. It, uh, yes, like .01 bad. Yeah, he, he's overcome that, so it's possible. <laughs> he, he's like 5'10", 195 pounds, and he ran like a 4.75 or something. Once again, another really good football player from the state of Louisiana uh, because that's all we do. Uh, so, anyway, number six, uh, I took a bit of a reach here at six. Um, I put Andre Cisco six on my list. I know, we ha- I know we have very, very limited film. Um, but I know that I don't sound crazy because I know you love Andre Cisco. I love you. Love you loved him at Syracuse. We've talked about it a ton. He's um, the first person I wrote a, a draft piece on for his draft cycle for the Jaguars. Yeah, so uh, I'm a huge believer. Uh, I know that he's another guy that towards the end of the year when he finally started to play. Um, it's hard to get on the field in the NFL when your head coach doesn't know who you are. Um, but once Urban Meyer figured out Andre Cisco was a human being on his roster, <laughs> uh, the roster he was supposed to make, by the way, um, hey, we saw some really good flashes. Uh, you know, Andre Cisco's athletic as that hell. Just, that just um, game was- yeah, and he was, I believe you've mentioned before, he was the interceptions leader the last Why two years in Syracuse in the country. <laughs> Um, so, obviously, he's a ball hawk. Um, I think that the Jaguars DB group – I mentioned the corners earlier, but I think the whole DB group, especially the ones. Now, in the twos, you might get a little murky uh, because it, cause if Dewey's on the field. The twos were the ones field, last year. So. Yeah, if Dewey's on the field, then Christ. Um, but, you know, I, I think Andre Cisco is going to be uh, – you know, Jaguars have a history of having some really good uh, DBs, some really good safeties. Um, you know, I'm a huge Donovan Darius fan. Uh, from when I was a kid, uh, I think Cisco is going to be a big-time player uh, for a long time, hopefully for us for a long time. Hopefully he's not like our last elite DB who we traded um, and then dr- got drafted one really bad player with one of the first-round picks and then one player that hasn't played a down yet with the other first-round pick. Uh, I don't want to be sad. This is a happy episode. Uh, so I have Andre Cisco number six. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any hate because I think Cisco is is going to be one of our better players at the end of this year. Um, so a little little tidbit for Cisco. Uh, so he's rangy free safety, right? Dude, dude loves to hit. You look oh, yeah, at, you look time. up his Syracuse highlights and dude lays the boom. Uh, he he gets caught out a little bit um, sometimes and and sometimes uh, makes some boneheaded decisions at safety uh but if you can get the production that he had at uh Syracuse I don't care how I don't care how many busted plays we have if he gets seven picks a year eight picks a year put him back there tell him to catch what catch whatever fall flies in the air and, and we're good to go um so he's you know he's as fun if you want to talk about fun safety players go watch his Syracuse film it's fantastic dude dude is flying around the field uh, my number six, six, right? Yeah, six. Yes, six. Christian Kirk. Um, you know, you had him what? Eight, seven, seven, seven. Um, 
So I, I you know, we, JC mentioned uh, how, I guess we, he and I have reserved expectations for Christian Kirk. I've seen a bunch of people talking like 1300 yards and I think that's asinine. Um, I think that, uh, I think you'd like to see him touch a thousand, but I, I think 900 is probably more likely. Uh, we'll see how much we end up throwing the ball. Um, you know, Doug Peterson didn't, didn't coach last year. Um, we'll see if his offensive philosophy has changed at all since, uh, since he was fired at, at Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, it also changes depending on who your quarterback is and what your personnel is. So we'll see how much we see Trevor Lawrence sling the ball and maybe run heavy. Um, we've also got some question marks in terms of health at running back. But uh, I, I think 900 is probably the likely area for Christian Kirk. I really liked him coming out of Texas A&M. He's a fantastic slot receiver, really good make-you-miss guy. Um, not super fast, dude. I mean, he's 4-4s. Four um, but, uh, but he's a guy that definitely could come in and brings a level of consistency and, and reliability at receiver. Uh, and it's an area that we definitely need, considering the, uh, the drop issues that we've had the last few seasons. So he's, uh, he's minor for six. Uh, number five, I have, uh, Tyson Campbell. Okay. Uh, I put him number five. Um, I saw enough last year in the latter half of the season, obviously to know that he's a really good football player. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy to slightly miss on him. I had, I had him as a third round pick. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting deal with drafting him. It was, it was, you know, nowadays the draft, you it, you can't really be on Twitter during the NFL draft or any draft because – It's tipped. The ex, well, yeah, and so it, it eliminates a little bit of the drama. But you also want to be on Twitter during the draft to see the reaction. But anyway, <laughs> so um, the draft starts – the second round of the draft usually starts at like 7 Eastern time, you know, something like that because it's two rounds. Uh, they announced basically Tyson Campbell was going to be our pick at like noon that day. <laughs> like everyone knew at the top of the second round, it was going to be Tyson Campbell who like I, I've admittedly said, didn't know a ton about coming out of Georgia. Um, you know, so I had, I didn't have a ton of expectation, but uh, the way he played in the latter half of the season showed that he's a legit NFL corner. Um, he showed the potential to, I don't want to say superstar, but he showed potential to be considered a, quote-unquote star at the cornerback position eventually if he continues to he's, ascend. He's got the athletic um, profile for it. Yeah, uh, he's another guy who just athletic as hell, like we talked about with Andre Cisco. Um, I think Tyson's going to bring a little bit of that swagger back to our defense that we lost in 20 oh, and You know, obviously the 2017 defense is all gone now. Um, but I think that he's going to bring a little bit of swagger back to that position. I think he's going to be really, really good for a long time. Uh, and I'm super excited that he's with us, at least for the time being, because as a Jags fan, you can never get really attached to good players because <laughs> they're going to either ask for a trade or something, you know, something rant, or we signed them to a one-year deal and they're going to go ball out for somebody else next year. You know, I never can get too attached, but, um, you know, he's a guy that I'm super excited that we have. Hopefully he's with us for a very long time. And he's a, I mean, he's just a super good football player. So I have our other corner at, uh, at five. Um, Shaq Griffin, you know, uh, from a talent perspective, uh, Tyson Campbell is better than Shaq Griffin. I expect Tyson Campbell to finish the season better than Shaq Griffin. But as of right now, I think Shaq Griffin's probably a smidge better of a football player. And, you know, I've got Shaq five, Tyson seven, so it's not that big a difference. Christian Kirk in between. But, uh, you know, Shaq Griffin, Jaguar signed him. Guy came in and performed, you know. Um, 
I didn't I didn't think that anyone really had the expectations of him to be Jalen Ramsey or anything like that. But dude was a quality starting NFL corner last year. That's what the Jaguars needed. That's what they paid him to be. And that's what he brought. He was one of the, the few players on our team last year that uh, I, I really thought performed to expectations and performed to uh, to what the Jaguars needed him to be. Um, you know, he was a veteran for the team. Um, you know, he he held his spot for the te- the defense, and he was one of the bright spots in the defense last year. Um, so I, I, you know, he's not going to be a superstar, but I think he's a quality NFL starter, and uh, and that's something the Jaguars desperately need more of. Yeah, uh, you know, Shaq did make my top ten. Uh, he very well could have, though. It's not like he was a guy that I didn't consider. Um, I, I left him out just by you know not much uh, by a smidge. Um, with my number four, um, I put who honestly is probably the best player on the Jaguars roster, Logan Cook, uh, punter out of Mississippi State. Imagine uh, not having Logan Cook higher. Yeah, Logan <laughs> Cook uh, is number four for me. Uh, Logan Cook is obviously uh, really good at his job. You know, I think that that's kind of an understatement. Um, he helps us a lot with being a bad football team by helping us flip the field uh, and not having the other team's uh, offense starting, you know, uh, in minus territory all the time. Um, but, you know, some people might say, oh, well, he's a punter, whatever. He's We're talking about just the he's best the football best players. <laughs> uh, Logan Cook is really, really good at his job. We're fortunate to have him because when your special teams are bad, it's so noticeable. Uh, you know, because you give up so many burst plays in the special teams game when you're not good. And the Jaguars honestly sucked on special teams last year outside of Logan Cook. Uh, Matthew Wright had a decent had a decent season. Um, hit a game, big game winner against Miami. Um, probably should have kept him on the roster instead of Santoso. But, you know, if you can't kick touchbacks, you have a hard time making the roster. Um, so, Logan Cook for me was number four, and I think it's pretty well-deserved, even though people might make comments about – him being a kicker or whatever. Oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just wait for what's coming here in a few minutes. Uh, my number four is James Robinson. Uh, you know, I, I think Jaguar fans have gotten a little smitten with James Robinson, a running back. You know, he's a, he's a very good running back, and he's an upgrade over, over what we had in Fournette. Uh, I think sometimes – Jaguar fans get a little too smitten with him simply because we only have like three good football players and he's one of them. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he's, he's probably a top 12 running back in the NFL. Um, and for this list that warrants top four placement, um, you know, he's never going to be a home run guy. He's never going to be a guy that that's like Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, but uh you know, I'm very encouraged for what him and Etienne are going to do. I think they're very stylistically different football players. Etienne's a lot thinner, more of a home run guy. Uh, James Robinson isn't necessarily uh, like a, a heavy runner, um, but he, he's a guy that, uh, you know, finds holes and, and gets yards where, where most running backs don't see him. So, you know, he's, he's definitely one of the Jaguars' better players, and, and he's number four for me. At, uh, at number three, I have uh, Josh Allen, uh, the good Josh Allen. Can't they just both be good? Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I had the bad Josh Allen, quote-unquote, as the number one quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so, who's really bad? Uh, so, I put Josh Allen three. 
Um, I think when you just look at like good football players, he's even though he hasn't produced in recent years up to his potential, uh, I still think he's one of our best football players. I think that we made moves in the offseason to put him in a better position to be successful. Um, adding Travon Walker, uh, adding Foyer, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, uh, adding the pieces to the secondary we did. You know, I, I think that we did a lot of things that are going to take a little bit of attention off of Josh and put Josh in a better position to be successful and kind of return to that form he had when he made the Pro Bowl uh, just a few years ago with alongside uh, Calais Campbell. Uh, I think that Josh Allen, you know, obviously athletically he's – He's a, he's a freak um, and kind of a stand-up dude. Uh, you know, he's got a gaggle of children already as a very young man. Uh, his I family's love, growing I love seeing quick. his Instagram posts of them at, like, Disney and stuff. That's... Yeah, uh, he seems just like a like an absolute stand-up guy on and off the field. Uh, we're fortunate to have him in our locker room and as one of the, you know, leaders on our team. Uh, and I think Jackson. he's only going to – without a doubt, um, I'd love to – Lock, go ahead and lock him up since we picked up his option. I'd like to go ahead and uh, give him an extension. I mean, I wouldn't go maybe huge, like not five years, six years, maybe like a three-year extension. Um, I still you know. love when they said they hadn't even thought about it like two days before it was. <laughs> like, would it kill them sometimes to just be honest and say, yes, we're going to do it? I would like, have said, no, we know. haven't thought about it. We're signing him. <laughs> yeah. What is there to uh, think about? You only I'm have four good see- players. Yeah, I'm excited to hopefully see Josh get that extension maybe uh, before, maybe like early offseason next year. Go ahead and announce that extension. I'd do it now. Um, I would do it now too, but the Jaguars don't do smart things. Uh, he's a, he's a free agent after uniforms. this year. No, well, it'll be after the next season because we picked up his fifth-year option. So, we'll have him for this year and next year. That's right, uh, yeah. Because he was drafted in 2019. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's, he's an incredible football player, uh, and I'm excited to see what he does this year with a better defense around him. Yeah, Trayvon Walker and uh, Arden Key should definitely be a help to him. And, and Smoot. Smoot had a pretty good year last year. I don't expect him to be uh, on the field as much, maybe, but uh, but still good football player, um, especially for, for what we're paying that man. Um, so Josh Allen is also three for me. Um, you know, there's stretches where Josh Allen is noticeably the best football player on our team. Um, last year, the middle of the season, he was one of our few bright spots during when, when we were having the dark ages there in the, in the middle of the season. Um, he had about a three or four game stretch where he was one of the best players uh, at his position in the NFL. It's just, um, concerning, I guess, where there's also long stretches where he's just disappears. Um, especially concerning as a, as a defensive end. So we'll see if he can, uh, he can kind of fix that this year. I know he, he's had, uh, he had, a, he had a couple injury scares, um, but hopefully this year he can have a, have a great year. He's got a lot of help with the names that we mentioned coming in. Trammell Walker, Arden Key should help uh, a, a good bit as well as uh, some other guys we added on the D line. So we'll, we'll see if he can finally have that 10, 12 sack year that we were looking for since his rookie season. Uh, but I, I've got high expectations for him. He's the only player, current player who I have their Jersey of. Uh, so I, I expect him to be a Jaguar for a very long time and a productive one at that. I, uh, you know, I'm, I try very hard to follow the rules of never be excited about the Jaguars. 
So that, that's a rule because otherwise your heart will be broken. <laughs> um, but he's a, he's a guy that I'm the, – the whole defense I'm excited about. I really think this defense is going to be top half of the league. Um, now, will the offense do enough to make it possible for them to be top half of the league remains to be seen. Um, but the Jaguars defense, from a talent standpoint, you can't really find a hole in the starting 11 where you're like, oh, we suck there. Like, it's, it's pretty promising. If I had to pick, it'd be D-tackle. Yeah, I mean, but uh, you did – you signed Foley Fotokoski to a pretty large deal, so you'll see what you get there. Um, I guess so it matters at, more since we have Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry in the AFC South. But. Yeah. So, I'm at – I believe we're number two. Yep. Yep. Number two, I have James Robinson. Okay. Uh, James Robinson is uh, – you know, he, he's exactly what you pay your scouting department and your analytics department. Um, this is what you pay those guys for. Uh, you know, he's undrafted out of Illinois State. Uh, obviously had a great career there, but he uh, wasn't highly touted. Um, he was a guy that I believe at the time our running back coach was, they say, like standing on the table for him to be drafted in the seventh round, and they didn't. Um, but this is a, this is a Tony Khan uh, special right here. You know, this is what – yeah, Tony got Tony Khan obviously with AEW and his other uh, with Fulham and his other business ventures isn't with the Jaguars a ton anymore, um, but he is huge with our analytics group when it comes to undrafted free agents. Uh, you know, he found James Robinson, Trey Herndon, uh, a couple other guys that have stuck around for some years. Uh, but James Robinson is a really really good NFL running back. Um, he is hopefully he he's running well according to like the reports, the videos you see, he looks like he's moving pretty well. Um, you know, he's a downhill runner. He's the perfect thunder to ETN's lightning. Um, you know, not to put any disrespect on the original thunder and lightning that we had of Jimmy and Keenan. Um, but I think that they complement each other's game super well. Uh, and I think that if J-Rob is healthy enough to at least be most of what he's shown in the past, he doesn't, I mean, he may not be a hundred percent, that Achilles is a beast to come back from really in any sport. Uh, it ends a lot. It ends careers, you know? Um, but I think if he's even really a shell of that alongside ETN, I think we're in for a much improved run game, which wasn't very good uh, this past season, uh, especially when J Rob got banged up. Uh, so he's my number two. Well, how about this transition? It should definitely help that you got this guy now at right guard, Brandon Scherf. He's my number two. Um, you know, the Jaguars desperately needed good football players and in free agency, they went out and paid big money for Brandon Scherf from, uh, Washington commanders and Scherf is one of those guys that's good football player. Um, you know, we imagine that he'll play right guard. Um, that's what he played in, in Washington. I imagine that, that that's going to be the case here in Jacksonville. Left guard is probably going to be between Fortner and Barch. I imagine it'd be Barch there and uh, Fortner and Shatley can can duel it out at center but uh, you know that right side of the line last year was was pretty uh, pretty suspect so I think adding Scherf in there uh, at right guard really adds some stability for for Trevor Lawrence we'll see who uh, eventually plays right tackle whether it's Walker Little or Jawan Taylor but I think having a guy like Scherf um, especially with the loss of Brandon Linder at center I, I think is a necessity and I think that he immediately steps into Jacksonville as uh, one of, if not our best football player on the team. 
Yeah, and uh, transition. So continue, continue with that transition. Uh, I have Brandon Scherf number one uh, on my list. Uh, so Brandon Scherf is the most accomplished football player on our roster. Um, I believe he's a four-time Pro Bowler and also four-time All-Pro, maybe three-time All-Pro. Um, but he's the most accomplished player that's in our locker room right now. Uh, the only person really that's more accomplished than him in the entire organization is probably Doug Peterson. Um, so Brandon Scherf brings so much to the team, uh, like a, from a leadership standpoint uh, to a respected veteran standpoint, which we didn't have a ton of like well-respected veterans on last year's team. We had, it was just Especially very young. Offense. Um, yeah, so and you're bringing in a guy Linder. who's going to – you're bringing in a guy who is going to expect the best out of the young players around him. Um, I think he's going to be really good for Cam Robinson uh, from like a – like a I don't want to say mentoring because Cam's not like a, a super young player anymore uh, in the league he's been around. But like for Cam, especially Jawan Taylor, Luke Fortner, Ben Barch, I think he's going to be huge for that Walker. group of guys. Uh, for Walker, I mean, just the ability to – rub off on them uh, from a standpoint of leadership is going to be huge. Um, he's been around for a while now. He's been incredibly successful. And I think that, I mean, I think it was pretty easy for me to put him at number one, just because uh, I mean, the accomplishments are, they, they speak for themselves. My friend calls Walker little runner big. And I love I've it. seen a lot of people call him runner big, oh, okay. and it makes me laugh every time <laughs> that I see him. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of Walker Little content, mainly because we haven't seen a lot of Walker Little content Not yet. <laughs> football field. <laughs> uh, so we're on to my number one. Um, JC mentioned his name earlier, Logan Cook. Uh, I, simply put, I think Logan Cook is, is probably the best player at his position in the NFL. He's uh, statistically the best punter in the NFL. Dude has the highest net average in the NFL by a fair margin. Um, his ability to flip the field for us is paramount with how bad we are and, and with how many three and outs we have. Uh, it's it quite god-awful. So just, just the fact that the opponent doesn't start inside our own field position is nice. Um, you know, being able to kick it from 20 to 20 is something that not a lot of teams get to do. And uh, with that, with how bad the Jaguars are offense has been in recent history and, and how often we have to punt having a guy like Logan cook is paramount to the little success that we do have. Um, you know, as JC mentioned, uh, special teams wasn't extremely good last year aside from a couple plays by Agnew and Logan Cook's punting um, but uh, Logan Cook is a guy that you can feel confident about uh, on fourth down to, to put the Jaguars in a situation where uh, the opposing, opposing team isn't already in field goal position before their quarterback even steps onto the field um, so for, for those reasons among others Logan Cook is uh, is the Jaguars best player in my mind. Yeah and I think anybody that like complains or whines about oh he's a kicker like whatever like our team isn't good he has been really good basically since he got here and dude so if he's the best too. player yeah if Can he's we the talk best about player, how the big this dude is yeah <laughs> it's huge. uh dude should be playing tight end or something like um you know but logan cook's been nothing but consistent uh he's gonna continue to be really good you know obviously he plays a position he's 23 yeah, like uh, he plays a position that where he could play another 10, 12 years. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully yeah, all yeah. for us. We signed him to an extension last offseason, I think. 
He deserves it. Um, also, also his social media is hilarious. I don't know if you saw um, his Instagram post with uh, Josh Lambeau a few a couple years ago. Uh, it was uh, something really something to the effect of uh, it was Lambo's birthday, and he said, "Happy birthday!" Uh, I wouldn't want to hold any other man's balls. This, <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't make you laugh, then you just have a bad. Uh, <laughs> so I, no, I, you know, awesome, awesome guy from from all I can tell, and he's uh, he's a guy that the Jaguars, uh, you know, the Jaguars have had some kicking issues of late, and I'm I'm really glad that we don't have punting issues. He's a guy you can rely on. Yep, and usually if you don't know much about your team's kicker or punter, that's a good thing. That means that they're just doing their job. We're in the uh, situation so. where we know Logan Cook's damn good. Yeah, um, and I think that uh, I think we're going to be so much better on special teams this year. Obviously, a new coordinator. Uh, you know, um, uh, Heath. Last name escaping me. Our new special teams coordinator from Buffalo. I can't help. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's got now Andrew Mevis at kicker. He's got Logan Cook at punter. He'll have improved because of the young, talented players we've added. He'll have improved bodies for do special teams. Do we still teams. have Mastics? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, so I think that special teams. It's your special teams. When it's helping you win games, people don't notice it. But when it's helping you lose games, you it is very glaring. Uh, I coach special teams. I know. You know, especially, even at the high school level, especially kick return and defensive uh, def- uh, kicking, kick and punt coverage last year was god awful. Yeah, um, it felt like that's every what, that's what Dewey's returner, supposed to be good at. Yeah, it felt like every punt return <laughs> ran it for like 15 yards on average last yeah. year. So uh, you expect that those units to be a whole lot better, uh, and I'm excited about the direction that we're heading now. I think it's Heath Farewell. I think I just remembered it. Uh, Heath Farewell is our special teams coordinator. He was a player on the Super Bowl champion Steelers, uh, not Steelers, Seahawks team. You want to know uh, the big bad special thing? team stuff for them? He's a linebacker, I believe. Urban Myers, a special teams guy. <laughs> Not a good one. Not anymore. I mean, obviously, he oh, had good man. special teams in his past. But uh, did we block you any know, punts or kicks last year? Yes. Cisco, Cisco blocked a field goal. Yes, against the Jets. Yep. Other than that, yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, and the Jaguars, like, we've been decent. We've had, like, 2017, like, we had fake punts and all kinds of fun stuff. Like, uh, hopefully we'll be in some situations where we can be a little bit more creative because the personnel's improved. Um, but, you know, when special teams is bad, you can't, there's nowhere to hide it because you can't kick off out of bounds because it's a penalty, and we can't kick touchbacks. So, like, it's pretty noticeable when you're giving up. We got gashed so many times last year on kick returns. Mm-hmm. Teams were starting at the 40, like, regularly. Um, I, I, it's a couple times I said to kick it out of bounds. Yeah, just take the penalty. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, nah, Logan Cook at one is totally fair. Uh, I had him a few spots back just out of, you know, respect for some other skill position players. But um, the fact that we have a top ten now that has some actually good players in it is, uh, is a refreshing feeling. It's hard to name a punter in the NFL better than Logan Cook. There's probably not one. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that this list looks a hell of a lot better than what we would have come up with last season, last season, right? Without a doubt. Um, although the Jaguars had some losses this year in free agency that kind of stung Brandon Linder, um, you know, Miles Jack, as much as you might, you know, love foyer, but it's kind of, uh, I'm not going to say 
disappointing, but neither you or I had Foyer on our list. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the linebacker unit works out. I think me and you both have high expectations for Chad Moma and Devin Lloyd. Um, I don't have as high expectations for Foyer. Uh, I hopefully I'm wrong. You know, I, I'd love to be wrong on many occasions as a Jaguar fan, but uh, you know, Jaguars, I think are in a better position this year than, than we have been probably since 2017. Yeah. Um, and you know, we talk about it. We usually touch on it at the end of every episode this off season of just like the, that there are expectations of improvement. You know, there, there's things to be excited about. There are players to be excited about. There is a coaching staff to be pretty excited about. Um, our GM has on paper changed his, the way he's looked at in a lot of fans' eyes. Our, uh, our defense at, at the very least should be fast. Cisco, super fast. Tyson, super Darius Williams, Chad Muma. Mo- uh, Muma tested so well. I mean, Walker, Allen, Key. And the best part about that defense is so we're looking at this defense on paper and we both agree that it should be a pretty good unit. Um, League not, average is would be, I think. Um, but look, the fair. best part of the best part about it is that we have players that we like and that we're excited about on defense, that are all under contract for multiple years. That are all really young. young. Yeah, uh, you have Muma, Walker, and Lloyd that'll all contribute this year. Rookies. Uh, you have Darius Williams, who I think is late twenties, twenty seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson Campbell, second-year player. Andre Sisco, second-year player. Uh, Foyer is still young. Next year, the Jaguars would be in a fantastic position if, uh, if in the draft we're looking at receiver and corner in the first round. Yeah. I think if, um, if, if our biggest need is that we have to replace Shaq Griffin, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's huge. And everybody else is locked up for multiple years. Um, Josh Allen is still a very young man. Defensive tackles um, another position we could go after a bit. Yeah, uh, I think the only defense, the only interior defensive lineman worth taking in the first round though will be gone by the time we pick. Hopefully, uh, Brian <laughs> Brian Breezy is another one from Clemson. Yeah, uh, but also, I mean, obviously got, Will Anderson's the big one. Uh, you got the guy from uh, from LSU, uh, Roy Ray, Roy, uh, Jacqueline Roy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he's. Uh, I believe a couple a couple places have him uh, top ten, top fifteen. Yeah, so he's there's, a huge there's, body. there's defensive tackle help uh, if we need that, which I think we do. I think that's probably our biggest need aside from receiver right now on this roster. Um, now that we are playing Trayvon Walker at off uh, off ball linebacker uh, or, or outside linebacker, uh, you know, if, if he was a defensive end, I'd feel a little better about that defensive line. But uh, I imagine Smoot and Roy Robertson Harris are probably playing. Five tech, yeah, um, and then we'll nose tackle. I imagine is uh, however you say. How do you pronounce his name? Guy from Jets, Foley Atukaski. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher him in foyer all year. I'm gonna get him bass backwards. I don't even. Do you know? Do you notice on the pod? I only refer to him as foyer and not as his full name. Because oh, I'm, I'm not afraid. even gonna try. No. I think it's Aluquin. Uh. You know, Aluquin, I believe. I, have to I do believe this, it's Aluquin. I have to do this every year for the NFL draft. Like Albert Albert Okuwebunam was a bad one for Missouri. If you remember him, Missouri tight end. Albert yeah, yeah. Okuwebunam, that was a bad one. Uh, so <laughs> TJ Hujimama. <every> <laughs> I I called Pat Mahomes Pat Mahemis 
until oh, I heard him for the NFL draft. Because I don't watch it. I live in Florida. I'm not watching like live Texas Tech games. So I'm just watching nobody like, people in love people Texas in love Tech. Texas don't watch Texas Tech. <laughs> Poor guys. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that we had solid top ten lists. I think we had seven of the same players. Yes. Um, so that's that's not bad. We you had you had some younger guys on there. I had some more veterans. Um, I I hope you're right next come next year. I hope I hope that your list is uh, is much more correct than mine because I'm very excited for for some of the guys that you had on your list. Etn. Yeah, man. There's a there's a whole lot of good young players to be excited about on this roster now. If history has shown us anything it's that jackson playing in jacksonville will suck the soul out of all of these men and they will get traded to contenders for first round picks that we will use for no one um but all right until that happens until that happens we can be excited about them uh so i'm i'm incredibly excited about this defense man i think it's going to be uh like i said i think it's going to be top half um above league average uh but obviously a lot of that has to do with not just how we play on defense. It has to do with how we play on offense. Like, are we going to put the, the defense in consistent bad situations? Um, but if that if, we, if we're able to avoid that, then this defense should be very, very good. They're fast and they're young, and they seem like should they're a very hungry game. group. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for not only the season, but just like specifically this defense is what I'm really looking forward to. Well, we'll try to end this one on a good note. And uh, most likely see you guys next week. JC, if you have anything else, go Jags. All right. Well, Duval till we pod, guys, as always. Take care.